All right, on this episode, we get into part two of our working with creatives content. My name is Luke Clayton and welcome to Church Media HQ. Welcome or welcome back to Church Media HQ. This episode is brought to you by our Church Media HQ free trial, where, of course, you can try our on-demand design services, web services, and priority coaching services at no cost to you. You know, a lot of times when you're looking for a creative media solution, you're looking, of course, for what's most affordable. However, sometimes you really have to embrace the concept and the truth that you get what you pay for. So whenever you see that deal that says access thousands of graphics for just however much a year or however much a month, and it seems like a really budget-friendly price because, well, it is, but you got to consider what that means for you. Sure, you're going to get access to all of these graphics, but what you may or may not realize is that you are going to have to now, for every time you want a graphic, sure, you've got maybe a starting place, but you've still got to download the file. In most cases, you're going to have to have Photoshop in order to open and edit that file. And in most cases, you're going to have to download some type of font or asset in order for that file to work. And then you're going to have to go in and rework the file. You're going to have to actually manipulate it to work for whatever you're needing at your church. Now, look, I don't hate these libraries. In fact, I have found them very inspirational for creativity over the year. But what I am a big believer in is that these type of resources need to be supplementary, not your primary source of media at your church. And that's why we created Church Media HQ. Church Media HQ is the most affordable, full-service creative solution for your church. See, when you sign up for Church Media HQ, we work for you. So again, head over to churchmediahq.com and check out our free trial. We don't require a credit card. This is not a trial uh, so that we can hopefully, you know, you forget about it and then boom, we get to take a payment from you. That's not what this is all about. This is actually so that we can make sure we're a good fit for your church so that you can actually experience firsthand how the process works. So you can head to churchmediahq.com. You can start for free, 30 days of free uh, access to our on-demand design website and coaching service. So be sure to check that out at churchmediahq.com. My team and I look forward to working with you very soon. All right, today we are continuing our what we started last week. And to be honest with you, I kind of thought that we might get through everything last week. I was wrong. Uh, we only got, we really just got into the first part of it. And uh, I'm going to kind of treat this episode the same way I did the last episode. If we can get through the rest of this content in time, great. If not, then we will uh, perhaps have a third part. We'll just have to see how far we get. If you know anything about the content of Church Media HQ, this is a little bit different. A lot of times, and in actually most cases, we're very much uh, planned out. And we do have some episodes. We actually have some really good conversations coming up. I'm looking forward to sharing with you. Uh, however, just given the uh, time of year, at least that I'm recording this, I know that a lot of churches are headed into maybe a more potentially busy season, particularly in their creative and media needs. Uh, as, of, as of recording, it's currently October. 
So we are into the fall season, the holiday season's coming up. Your church very likely is going to need some type of extra media for that, or maybe even as you head into the new year. Uh, And so I wanted to continue this idea of uh, basically this content about working with creatives. And the the truth about working with a creative of any kind, a designer, a web guy, a video, videographer, anything like that, anybody like that, is there's so often a communication barrier. Uh, And in fact, that is much of my uh, kind of more or less role, if you will, when I work with churches like yours. Uh, We have a team of designers that uh, help us produce our content, uh, at least, uh, you know, design these things and so forth. But a lot of times, you know, my job is to kind of serve as an interpreter. Uh, You tell me what you need, and I'm able to kind of interpret that and give that to the design team. Now, uh, that is uh, great, and we're, we're glad to help. In fact, when you sign up for Church Media HQ, that is one of the benefits. Is, is having somebody who knows kind of the, the, the language, if you will, to help you uh, get exactly what you need for your church. But if you're not working with me or with our team here at Church Media HQ, maybe you're working with another creative of sorts, I want to help you kind of navigate the conversation as you move forward. So last time we talked about, you know, just knowing what to expect in terms of budget. We talked about, you know, some specific budget you know, estimated cost you'd expect for custom design, web development, video. We also talked about what you should expect in terms of turnaround. You got to be reasonable with your turnaround. And and by the way, uh, I can't remember if I spent a lot of time on this last time or not, but that comes to, I do want to make sure I'm clear, that comes to whether you're working with someone in-house or whether you're working, whether you're outsourcing. A lot of times, you know, if we've got somebody in-house, if we're one of the churches that's fortunate enough to have an in-house position filling, for example, our design role, you know, we tend to think that, well, because they work in-house, they can turn things around faster. And generally that is true. It doesn't make the job any more pleasant though. It doesn't make the request any more favorable, if you will, in the, uh, in the eyes of that person who's going to have to do that design. And so I just want to encourage you to, even if you have, doesn't matter, like I said, if they're in-house, if there's somebody you're outsourcing to, just do your best to, uh, you know, uh, communicate uh, at plenty in, in advanced plan uh, ahead and give them a good turnaround, uh, a very, have reasonable turnaround expectations. So that was about budgeting and, and turnaround time. Now let's move into the actual process of giving creative direction. So you're ready to start communicating with your creative and so now you've got to give some creative direction. And, and this in particular is going to be applicable to designs and maybe short, quicker videos, uh, you know, something like a, like a sermon bumper or, or promo video or something like that. Uh, and, and so let's talk, kind of talk through that process first, this type of visual content. So uh, whenever you start working with a creative, the first thing you need to do is uh, provide any branding guides, logos, you know, fonts, colors that, you know, is, is – Uh, that your church uses in their brand. That's the first thing you need to do, uh, provide if you have it. Now, there are many churches who don't really have this. You know, they might have some type of a a logo, uh, but they don't really have an official branding guide. And my opinion about branding guides is they're, they're good to have for reference. They don't near, they don't have to be nearly what uh, maybe some would say. They don't have to be this vast, you know, thick, 
you know, a handbook. But, you know, usually I, I, there's like a one-sheet format that I like that's just like, hey, here's the logo, here's the colors, you know, the hex codes, and then the, the typeface fonts to use. And, you know, if you're, if you're nice, include a download, you know, link to that font. This is all stuff you need to provide to your designer in particular, uh, but even your videographer or, or a web designer before you begin a project. That way they have all of that. And by the way, uh, if you don't have like a high resolution logo, uh, then maybe your first project should be to revisit your logo and get that high res logo. Uh, but anyways, we're not going to spend a lot of time on that idea in particular, but you do need to share these branding guidelines and the content with them beforehand. And then uh, the, so now let's talk about kind of determining a visual theme and in that process, also determining maybe a purpose for the design. So a lot of times pointing out, for example, there's all types of different ways. In fact, if you do work with Church Media HQ, you'll see kind of at the beginning of our uh, process, you submit a, a very simple form. And one of the first questions we ask you is, okay, what is your, uh, what is the visual theme? And we have a list uh, where you can choose from. And, and some of these are based off of maybe the time of year. Others are based on a demographic. So here's an example. You know, uh, one of the options you'll see is children's ministry. Obviously, if it's something for kids, then there's a whole different kind of vibe, if you will, and uh, if you will, and feel uh, that you're going for something obviously more juvenile. Uh, and then if you're going for youth ministry or student ministry, that's another option. Well, yeah, you're going to try to be a little bit more fitting to the, the 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 young person there, that the teenage crowd maybe, uh, and then you know men's ministry, ladies ministry. You know men's ministry maybe you want something more rugged, more masculine. Obviously ladies ministry you want something more floral or or feminine, uh, something that kind of fits that vibe. Uh, then you know when you think about the time of year, you know maybe something for fall. Obviously leaves and oranges and browns and whatever. That that's a you know when you say I want a fall design, that's a really great indicator of just the general direction for the design. It certainly doesn't mean that the work is done in terms of your communication, but it's a great place to start. Uh, other things, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, a little bit more specific, you know, uh, it's very fall, fall-esque, but, you know, cornucopias and turkeys, you know, things like that. Uh, and then, of course, Christmas. Uh, obviously, a Christmas design is very distinctive. Uh, and then, you know, maybe something like, obviously, Easter. Easter is going to have a spring feel. Uh, maybe it's going to feature an empty tomb or a cross. Um, uh, another one, uh, marriage, love, Valentine's day, you know, hearts and whatever, uh, you know, all that stuff, uh, missions or outreach, uh, giving or stewardship, something maybe that's patriotic for independence day, something like that. Uh, I even uh, have worked with churches that have, uh, maybe a ministry to a school or they do have a Christian school themselves. So we have an option for, you know, a more scholastic or academic look. So, uh, when you think through these different options, options, it really helps you kind of determine uh, a direction. And these using one of these terms is going to be a much better starting point than saying, uh, for, you know, oh, I'm looking for something clean, or I'm looking for something simple, or I'm looking for something modern. It's not to say that these terms are, are completely, should be completely avoided, but they should be completely avoided if that's all you're saying. If you're just saying, hey, I'm just looking for a clean uh, design. I'll, I'll never forget one time a guy said, he said, hey, I'm just looking for something simple and modern. Okay, I was kind of in my early days of, of doing this. And so I said him something that to me was simple and modern. And uh, the guy was, he was pretty upset. And it was one of my more unpleasant 
experiences with working with a pastor. But nonetheless, uh, we had a disagreement. We uh, ultimately couldn't finish the project. And uh, let's uh, not, maybe don't need to get into all the details of the story. But that all started because there wasn't clear communication. To me, it's much more clear when you use one of these terms. When you say, hey, I need a children's ministry design, or I need a fall design, or I need a, uh, I need a, a Valentine's design or an Easter design. Well, these give a little bit more direction. Again, the job is not done. It's not like that is efficient. But for a starting point, it's kind of like picking a subject for your email. It's a great way for to give like a, a, a mental indicator, start to paint the picture in the mind of the designer uh, of what you're looking for. So uh, that's the first step. Like I said, that's the best way for me to put it is that is like doing a the subject to the email. So even if you were starting, you know, um, you know, like I said, you're working with another designer, for example, and you do open your email. So maybe you do, maybe you just do just that. You open your email and you say Christmas design as the subject or Thanksgiving design or missions design, outreach design. These are, uh, again, just going to give that, do what a good subject line does and give the, uh, give the person receiving the email or the direction kind of a general idea of where you're headed. But again, that's not enough. Of course, now we've got to provide some details. So again, let's kind of picture that you're, you're doing an email. When you're working with Church Media HQ, you're submitting your request form. But maybe if you're working with another designer, you're, you're sending an email. So you pick kind of a topic like this that's a good, uh, that's a good uh, uh, subject line to give them an idea. So again, let's just use this. Let's use Christmas. Okay, Christmas design. Well, now you need to give some description. All right, you've got to give them an idea of what this is for. Now, if you want to use your words clean and simple and modern here, okay, yes, but again, that is not going to be sufficient. And in fact, at this point, when I see those words, those are just filler words to me. Um, I'm, I, they might give me a very, very small indication of where you're headed, but those terms are incredibly subjective. So uh, you're going to want to, most of all, you're really going to want to share relevant details. Like, you know, you want to give them an idea of what this is going to be used for. What's its application? This is for a Christmas outreach effort at our church, or this is for a sermon series that I'm preaching uh, at, during the Christmas season this year, or this is for a special you know, service, uh, Christmas service uh, that we are doing at our church. You, you want to make sure that people, that your designer rather, understands what the purpose. Again, it's going to help give them kind of that next step in the visual direction. Uh, and then also you want to provide anything in terms of essential information. So make sure that you've got the dates and the times uh, the location. Uh, you're going to want to make sure, and this kind of goes back to the purpose, but that you're making it clear what type of, uh, what what on the uh, on our end we would call deliverables are expected. So you just need to say, here, here's what I, how it's going to be applied or where it's going to be used. So for example, we're going to be putting this on our screens at our church. We're going to be posting these, you know, stuff about this to social media. We're going to want a printed you know, handout of sorts. Uh, we're going to need to sign some signage or a banner or something like that. These are all, these deliverables are key because that's going to play a huge factor in the turnaround time 
uh, and even the final cost. Uh, but again, it's also going to help the designer to understand what this is all about. Uh, and then also uh, you're going to, so again, you're, you're sharing this important information, your dates, your times, your, your locations, cocktail information, anything you can think of that is going to be an essential detail. I'm always for favor, I always favor towards sharing a little bit too much, uh, even if it's not details that at the end of the day, the designer necessarily needs, maybe just, just go ahead and share it. Now, don't write the guy a book. Uh, don't don't go out of control. But I would say a good uh, a good um, usually for me it's like hey a good uh, I don't know 500 words or so or, or, or sorry 500 characters or so. It's kind of like two tweets. You know if you can if you can do do a do a two thread tweet about it. That's usually a sufficient description at least to get the process started. Uh, and then lastly, when it comes to you, and we're talking about how communicating in this written form, if you will. So like I said, we got our subject of the email. We kind of picked our visual theme. Uh, and like I said, in this case, it's a Christmas design. Then we gave them some of the details. We let them know that, hey, this is a sermon series graphic, and we're going to start it on this day. And uh, my sermon is going to be focusing on the gift of Jesus. And, you know, that's kind of whatever. What maybe share something, again, uh, that if, as specific as possible. Hey, I'm, it's going to be in Luke 2, so we're going to be looking at the nativity story. Or, no, it's going to be in Matthew 2. We're going to be looking at the wise men story. These details do help. And so you shared these information. But the best thing or the final thing to consider in terms of this email, to me, that usually is the best thing that you can do when starting a project communicating with your designer is to give your designer a some type of visual, an actual visual. So now we're getting to the email attachment, if you will. And this is where it's so much better to show than to tell. So provide sample graphics. You could provide maybe graphics that you've that you've used in the past. Uh, you can provide something that you, you know, maybe found on one of these, you know, resource sites or a screenshot from something, or maybe a picture that you actually took when you were out and about, or something you found on Google image. Sometimes there can be a hesitation to do that because the concern is, well, I want it to be original. I want it to be creative. I don't want it to just be a ripoff. And the truth is this, first of all, a good designer is not going to blatantly just copy and rip off a design, you know, because there's copy, potential copyright issues and all that stuff. And so a good designer is not, is not going to just copy uh, and literally mimic or replicate a sample you send them. This is why I think it's good to send uh, multiple samples, not just one. If you send multiple samples uh, and say, hey, this is, this is two or three options that I like, and they can kind of, you know, that way they're not tempted to maybe just copy one. Uh, but, uh, so the hesitation is that, that you say, well, you know, I, I just don't want them to copy, you know, everything, uh, you know, exactly as it is. But again, a good designer is not going to do that. Now, what you're going to do is you are now going to visually give them, it helps on two ways. You're not only visually giving them uh, a good visual, uh, a sample of, of kind of an idea of what you're looking for. It'll help you yourself to actually, uh, visually get an idea. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard this conversation of, well, uh, we're just not sure. Well, I'm not really sure what I want. I just know I want it to be good. And of course, great. I'm glad we have a common baseline of we want it to be good. We want it to be excellent. 
Uh, however, we need to be more clear and we need to be more concise in our description. And so if you are at that point where you're saying, well, I just want something good, well, then you need to actually research a little bit. And let me debunk another kind of myth or common hesitation of why you know people might even hesitate from delegating or, or bringing in a, a creative professional at all. Because a lot of times the myth is, well, that's why I'm paying you for and I'm paying you to just come up with it. And, and you are correct. And I have been fortunate to work with some, I know I told kind of a horror story earlier, but I've been fortunate to work with some really great pastors and church leaders that they truly, they truly love whatever we come up with. And that, those are awesome. Those are the kind of churches that, uh, that I love to work with and that we're looking for, to be quite honest. But something that I've found is that usually if you claim that you're not picky, that is nine times out of 10, not true. And I'm not saying that you are a, that you're, that you're, you know, bad or, or, or that you're not, you know, doing the right thing by, by being picky. No, no, it's okay. You need to care. You need to have, you need to have some, uh, well, obviously you do have skin in the game. Like this is for your church. This is going to affect your effectiveness in terms of your outreach or your sermon or whatever. It is a visual enhancement that is going to have an impression on your church and on your community. And so you do need to care. I want to be very clear that you need to, you need to care. You don't need to, you don't need to be afraid to be a little bit particular. Now there's a place where you go too far and we're going to get that here in just a moment. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's okay for you to care and you need to, to some extent, and you, you can't expect your designer in this case to just, you know, read your mind now, again, if you're going to truly be awesome and whatever we send you or whatever your designer sends you, you're just going to sign off on and be super happy with. If you're really that kind of a guy, great. But there's a good chance you're not. And if you're going to get to that point, it, it usually takes a while because there's a process in which the designer or the creative has to learn you. You have to get to know each other. They have to learn what you prefer. They have to learn what your style is, what works for your church. It's a learning process. And this is true if you were to hire someone, outsource it, or if you were to hire someone and bring them in-house. It's going to be true regardless. There's kind of a learning curve of understanding, like I said, styles and preferences and your church culture and things like that. So what I'm getting at is if you don't like what your designer sends you, and to the point to where you feel ripped off or you feel like you're not getting your money's worth or whatever. However, all you did was say, hey, I need a Christmas design for a sermon series that looks good. Well, really, my friend, the fault is more on you than it is on the designer because we creatives cannot read your mind. So again, I have to give that uh, massive uh, kind of disclaimer there as we get into it. Uh, don't, again, we're, we're, we don't want to write a book uh, and we don't want to be so controlling that you might as well have done it yourself because they're, again, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but there does come a point where uh, you are so, if you will, uh, out of control in your, or, or desiring for control, I should say, that, yeah, you might as well have done it yourself and you know, of course, the kind of one of the uh, enemies of delegation is saying, well, I, it's quicker for me to do it myself. 
but another enemy of delegation is being so controlling that nobody else can make you happy. So this is not a uh, delegation and leadership lesson, but a lot of the same principles apply when you're going to be working with your uh, creative professional, and in this case, specifically, some type of designer. So uh, you want to, uh, but all that to say, you need to show, we're getting back to the main point, you need to show more than you do tell, try to send two or three samples, or at least give them a point of reference and say, hey, here's what we've done in years past, or you know, give them a website link, hey, here's a website I like, or I like this, the way this looks here. Give them something to, give, to get them started, to get them, uh, get them going, if you will, in terms of a creative direction. And, and you have to realize this too. When it comes to anything, very rarely is someone get it, gonna get it perfect and right on the first try. Now, yeah, there are uh, those churches that we've been working with for a long time. And at this point, yeah, I mean, nine out of 10 times, we're going to get it right on the first time. But it takes us a while to get there. It takes your best designers a while to get there because your best designers, even though they're really good at what they do, again, it's a, it's a, it takes a little bit of time for them to learn what works for you and what works for your church. So when it comes to starting the process of giving creative direction in particular, this is, this is most applicable to a design, but it could also work for a, a, maybe a short video, but mostly the process there is for, uh, it's going to work best for design. So let's talk about if you want to get started and give some creative direction for a website. Well, um, first of all, if you have a current website, provide a link to it because you are probably getting a redesign of your website or getting a new website because you don't want it to really look like the old one. So it'd be great if uh, we knew not to uh, to avoid whatever aesthetics are there. It also gives us the information that we need. That's the pretty cool thing about websites in most cases. Uh, a lot of times it's like, well, we don't have to ask for a lot because or, uh, we don't have to ask for a lot of information up front because if you just send us your website, then we'll be able to pull the information we need from there. In most cases, but then in addition to the link to your site, and again, sending all the branding information and the, the logo and the style guide and all that, that, that applies to this as well. So that in addition to your website link. But then send links to other websites that you like. So if you say, hey, I saw this church website. I thought it was pretty nice. Here, here's something, here's what I like. But again, don't just send one, send, send two or three or four uh, and just say, these are websites that we like and, or, and I like this about this website and this about this website. And that helps the, uh, the designer to, again, get a really good idea of what you're expecting, of visually what you're hoping uh, to see. And uh, if you are going to share information, maybe whatever's on your current website needs to be uh, updated, or maybe you're looking for a complete overhaul, like with your messaging and everything, you just, you want to completely start from scratch. And that, that's actually, a, there's a lot of churches that really should consider that, you know, your websites, and, and that's a whole other uh, kind of content series. And we have talked about that in our rethinking, our rethinking your website series we did uh, here just a few weeks ago, you can go look those episodes up. But uh, we, you know, we really do need to consider the messaging of our website. Uh, a lot of times less is more or anything. So with that in mind, when you are sharing information, you can, you, sh you can start with minimal info and details. In most cases, you know, obviously we need to know uh, the crucial information, your church's name, your location, 
contact information, uh, phone number. Uh, you, we need to know your service times. Uh, these are uh, just very basic information we have to, to know uh, to get started. Um, I, I will say that uh, there are some web designers and designers in general that are going to be a little bit more insistent about getting more info to start any kind of project, whether that's a web design or a or a, like a, an actual graphic for a sermon series or something like that. Some are going to just want more info. Uh, and some are not going to be content to just do it by way of email. Now, our process here has gotten pretty good to where we can start a project without really requiring any kind of phone call or formal meeting. Although I will say we welcome it. And if that's what you feel like you need to do with your designer or creative, then don't hesitate to ask. Say, hey, could we schedule a time to talk? And uh, there have been times, I should say, when it's a more complex project that this is uh, ideal. And there does come a time with these complex projects where it is necessary. For example, talking about websites, when we get to the point where maybe we're talking about you know different options and different things that we could do and more advanced stuff. That's where actually it really is a good thing to get on a call. And so all that to say that uh, you you may feel the need to do to move beyond you know written communication, emails and, and forms and things like that. And your designer or your creative may feel the need. Uh, and again, that is something that has been very frustrating uh, in just working with uh, other churches and clients of any kind is when a, a phone call or a quick uh, meeting would really help uh, give us some clarity and some direction. Uh, but uh, for whatever, you know, they say, oh, I'm too busy. Let's just make it work. And then it's like, well, you wonder why we aren't getting this right. Because there are times where that, that again, that just time, that quick call can really make a difference. And so uh, all that to say, uh, you when it comes to your website, we're talking about websites in particular, you want to obviously give them your style guide and then a link to, and your logos and a link to your website. You want to give them links to other websites that you like. Uh, and you want to give them the minimum info and details, but also realize that this really depends on who you're working with. It depends on the designer, the developer. Some are going to ask for more than others. <laughs> there was a time where we just really asked for way too much information. I, I uh, remember one time where I was working with a guy to get started the website. Uh, we actually began the process and uh, I said, hey, here's here's what we need. And I just sent in this crazy list of info. And it was like, no, you really didn't need that. <laughs> you didn't need all that just to get started. A lot of times where you start with a website, it's just a homepage. And again, those basics like your location, service times, that is that should be sufficient to get started because, you know, in our case, we use some filler text and things like that to kind of fill in the gaps. And we use placeholder images, stock images, and whatever that we can all go in and change later. But it gives you an idea of kind of, hey, are we on the right track and whatever? Because the, the worst thing you want to do uh, and that, that's another thing I should say is don't don't expect a finished product on the first revision for a bigger project like a website, because the worst thing you can do is try to get all of this together and try to get this website content, or in this case, designed a full website, send it to you and you don't like it because then we just wasted everybody's time. We just wasted our time designing it uh, and trying to get the full website done and you don't like any of it. Uh, so now we've got to uh, kind of start from scratch when we could have maybe 
taken, you know, just like a week to, to put together a, a homepage, a sample homepage and say, hey, here's where we're headed. What do you think? Let's get feedback and then move forward from there. So, uh, so yeah, that is uh, giving creative direction for a website. Uh, and then I am, I'm going to actually end the episode right there. And in the next part, we're going to start talking about giving direction in terms of a more advanced video project. So you could apply some of what we talked about with the design and visual themes to what we talked about with maybe shorter videos, but we're going to talk about a more advanced video. Uh, and so we're going to actually uh, pick that up next time. So uh, this is turning into a series. And again, you know, this is kind of really unlike me and unlike our content to just do it this way. But this is content I've actually been wanting to go over for a while. And uh, it wasn't fully developed. And I wasn't completely sure how long I would need to go over it all. So uh, that is, uh, that's what it's turned into. So now we are in a series. So I hope you're enjoying it. And if you have any thoughts or uh, feedback or questions, uh, feel free to share those uh, with me. Leave us a, a five-star review. Uh, and you can share your thoughts there many times. You can also shoot me an email. I don't put, I don't say this often enough, but you know, if you do want to send me an email, that's uh, you can email me directly, Luke at mustincrease.com. That's Luke at mustincrease.com, and uh, you can ask me a question or you say, hey, here's something that I would like you to talk about, uh, maybe on an episode. A lot of times, actually, a ton of our content uh, is kind of. Uh, started because somebody asked us a question uh, because somebody said, hey, we need to talk more about that. We explored it and then made an episode out of it. So uh, anyways, all that to say, please do uh, share your thoughts, your questions, your feedback with us by way of email. And it really helps us when you leave us a rating, five-star review. Of course, uh, if you subscribe, if you're watching, like the video, share the video with another church leader uh, who you think could benefit from this content. Church Media HQ is a production of the Must Increase Network. And speaking of the Must Increase Network, have you checked out our other show, Connection Culture, where we talk about how you and your family can navigate through the craziness of our toxic media and the culture that it has become to actually discover meaningful, authentic connection and uh, actually use the power of media and the power of connection to increase truth and inspire hope in the lives of others. We have a new episode every week. You can find it on YouTube. We actually put this one on Facebook. And then, of course, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. So check out Connection Culture, and I look forward to seeing you there. And I do also want to remind you one last time, be sure, if you haven't yet, to start a free trial of Church Media HQ no credit card required, so there's no cost and no risk to you at all. And if you have questions about anything, I, I love having conversations with pastors and church leaders about their media. Now, priority coaching is something that we offer as part of our Church Media HQ memberships. And that simply means that you're getting more priority in terms of uh, we're going to prioritize, you know, serving you and helping you above everyone else because you're a paying member. However, we do offer uh, coaching, uh, coaching calls and sessions completely free. And you can actually take advantage of this. If you go to churchmediahq.com slash coach, you could schedule a time to talk and to, to meet. And so even though it's not priority coaching, you're still able to get a little bit of help. And so if you have, if you need some help, if you have questions, 
don't hesitate to reach out. Don't hesitate to schedule a call. I really do. I, I love getting on calls with pastors and church leaders and talking about your church's creative media needs. It gives me great insight. Uh, and oftentimes, again, it's these emails and conversations that give me uh, ideas for what to talk about on our podcast and YouTube content. So uh, be sure to uh, let me know your feedback. Let me know your thoughts and feel free to schedule a call. And uh, last reminder, uh, remember, uh, try something new. Uh, at your church because you're going to find that it's so much better to fail at trying something potentially incredible than it is to keep on succeeding at doing just the average. I'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.